was laughing at the picture of you doing the pull-up. On the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> that is from like, um, I think like fourth grade elementary school. and well, It's an awesome Juanita picture. Phelps oh. the... Juanita Phelps. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm like sweating. I've got, I think I was like trying to break like the school record or something like that. It, it, it was like, like when we had to do like a fitness challenge. Yeah. And uh, it's a great photo, dude. I've got like the bleached jeans, Colorado Rockies t-shirt. I'm wearing like two watches. I've got cow print suspenders. <laughs> and I'm just like dripping in sweat. Two watches. Amazing. Two watches. Yeah. You, the, the look on your face of like the struggle for greatness of a child. It's just I've, I've never. I don't know that I've ever seen that look on someone's face before. It's amazing. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Top 10 rankings for various subjects. I'm Connor. I'm Matt. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite conspiracy theories. Time to get real wackadoo. Time to get weird. Let's get weird. Yeah. Um, first off, Matt, what, what are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking a little bit of Night Shift Ricky Wise. It's a Berliner Weiss, nice little tart beer, light now calls, flavored with some raspberries and lime. Nice way to start the day. Yeah. Ease into it, if you will. A breakfast beer. Exactly. How about you? Nice. Uh, I've got just a venti cold brew from Starbucks. It's kind of my, my standard, my go-to order. Your standard gut clearing. Unless I meant, uh, you know, some of the Starbucks have the nitro cold brew, which you can appreciate as a beer guy. It's like a yeah, cold smooth. brew that's in a keg, and it comes out with nitrous, and it's kind of like a Guinness. It's it's uh, great. Does but it this taste is the better? Beer. Yeah, well, it... Um, so it's more, it more like feels better. It's uh, it has like a frothier, like smoother consistency. But it's not carbonated, right? No, not no, not really carbonated. But it has a little bit of like froth to it. Like it just feels a little okay. richer, and it, and it, I think it actually does affect the taste a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I can hang with that. Yeah. So, conspiracy theories. Are you are you someone who who kind of like goes to these naturally or was this uh, more of a process well i'm definitely fascinated by conspiracy theories uh i try really hard not to become one of the people who makes their life about conspiracy theories because that's where it just gets completely out of hand and it's wildly entertaining uh i don't know if you've ever heard of coast to coast uh the radio show i haven't if you really want to get insane with it check out that and uh, one of my main resources, which I have to credit last podcast on the left for introducing me to, uh, is Biblio- Biblioteca Pleiades. Yeah. Are you familiar with this? I'm not. Uh, Biblioteca Pleiades.net. How do you even spell that? Uh, Biblioteca, like it's spelled in yeah. Spanish, and then P L E Y A D E S. It comes from, I think, the Pleiades constellation. Oh. Uh, the name is based in uh, the. 
idea that most of the aliens that we have quote-unquote come into contact with are from that star system or whatever, but oh boy, if you get into that website, you're going deep into <laughs> conspiracy theories. I mean, yeah. aliens, the government, you name it, it is fucking bananas. So I feel like a lot of these are like rabbit holes, you know? Oh, like if you start reading about one, them online... Every single one. And that website is... Terrible. It looks like it was made in '93 when someone just discovered the internet. It is. It is something to behold. So is it on GeoCities? Is it hosted <laughs> it by GeoCities? Like, it looks like it is. Uh, How okay. about you? How well, though, no, speaking of aliens, you mentioned earlier today uh, when we were eating waffles together that you had a, a dream recently. Well, I think that uh, my dreams, both from getting over a cold and having a lot of cold medicine and uh, researching bananas fucking alien theories, <laughs> give me some weird dreams. I had one the other night where I'm, there was a dream preceding it where I was with a bunch of people I knew and then I couldn't remember them in this dream, but they were still with me and we're walking through the woods and you see a, something, obviously a UFO coming overhead like in clouds, like look like a big patch of clouds moving along it was really freaked out so we start kind of running and then all of a sudden you just see all these dark clouds moving into this forest in front of us a big long white beam like a fucking spacecraft is landing so i turn around and try to run but i kind of get stopped and like kind of lean over and get the swelling in my crotch like you know when you get kind of horny and all of a sudden just feel this violent drilling in my ass holding a fucking like a boring drill into my butthole and I start screaming, and I, like, turn around as I reach one hand back, and I see, like, an alien form, kind of like the normal tall gray that you see in a lot of movies and things like that. And when I grab the arm, all of a sudden it's like a cloaking device comes off of it, and it looks like a Mormon. <laughs> like the guys that come to your door. Like and, a missionary? Yeah, like, uh, white, uh, white collared shirt with this thin black tie, and he's like, hold, and then, like, the drilling in my butt stops. And then I shout out, grab the arms, grab the arms, and everybody else does, all these dudes. And the the aliens, quote-unquote, stop drilling, and they're just standing there looking like Mormons with their butt-drilling machines. And, like, everything just kind of stops. And then we're, like, just standing around and, like, realize, okay, now we got to communicate with these aliens. And somehow somebody has one of those, like, 15-foot-long sub-sandwiches and shows it to the alien Mormons with the butt drills, and they're fascinated by it. And then the dream ended with this one of the guys who got his butt drilled who looked like Howie Long. Oh, so you weren't the only one getting drilled? No, there's like a group of us in this oh, okay. forest. And it's basically Howie Long, and I'm like, hey, we have to talk about this. Maybe we can communicate with the aliens that, like, that doesn't feel good for us. And he, like, totally freaked out and was like, No, we can't talk about it! We, we, we can't! The, the, the NFL Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> With sure. the buzz cut. And he's like, totally would not speak of the butt drilling and ran off into the forest. And that's how the dream ended. It honestly sounds like your dream was written by Matt Stone and Trey Parker. <laughs> it's basically what it was. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, so that's uh, that's what this whole episode is about. <laughs> apparently, subconsciously. Yeah. Well. Uh, well. Do you want to dive right in and tell me your? Let me know what cold medicine I shouldn't take. Uh, 
NetQuil. NetQuil and Musinex and a little bit of Tylenol and some beer. Okay, yeah. So that mix apparently is a concoction for gnarly dreams. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I also find conspiracy theories like just really interesting. I mean, a lot of them are just kind of laughable and... Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't mind going down that rabbit hole every now and then, you know, and I would say, eh, the, you know, when I was putting together this list, it wasn't something that I was like, oh, my top 10 list, boom, 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 you know, it's something I more kind yeah, of like, look for him. yeah, I kind of like looked for him and say, oh yeah, that's, that's funny. That's interesting. I like that. I but, think I definitely have some more familiarity on a regular basis with some of these things. Okay. But I will say like some of the ones you know, uh, further down my list, like the, the, the top spots on my list are more ones that I kind of, I can get behind. I can, I, I believe those. Okay. I think mine might go in the opposite direction. Okay. I think mine get progressively crazier as we get to the top, but we'll see. Okay. Well, yeah, start it off, man. What do you have for number 10? Uh, number 10 is just one that I think is really funny. It's one that John Oliver keeps talking about. I don't know where it came from, but it's his theory that there's only one Olsen twin and that she just moves <laughs> really fast to create the illusion that there's two. Okay. And it's really stupid and cheeky, but yeah. I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, my friend, I, I was uh, up in Canada recently for work, and I was with a friend up there, and she was saying that she was in L.A., and and, and she saw, I was like, do you see anyone famous in L.A.? And she's like, oh, yeah, I did. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, I saw Channing Tatum at this little, like, art festival or whatever. And then, Beefcake. Yeah. And then, uh, and then she's like, I saw one of the Olsen twins at a restaurant. I'm like, which one? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. But maybe. there was only one that she saw. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's uh, your number 10? Uh, my number 10, and, and you can actually weigh on this because you um, uh, have some experience here, but it's that Starbucks baristas intentionally spell people's names like comically wrong on the cups when they write the names on the cups with a sharpie because in turn if someone gets a name that's spelled so wrong they'll take a picture of it they'll tweet it they'll put it on uh, facebook yeah. or instagram and starbucks has this like guerrilla marketing campaign i've heard of this you know basically that relies on people tweeting out pictures of their cups with their names spelled wrong right and yeah. i've done it i, I mean yeah. i got a drink one time where someone put my name as Con Air, like the movie. Con Air. Great and, film. And I ended up, I, I took a picture of it and I, I put it on, you know, social media. Uh, I think there's some truth to that. I worked at Starbucks several times many, many years ago. Uh, and, but I never, I never did anything like that. And I don't think that they, like, I worked at Starbucks before social media had really hit full swing. Like, back when people were still using MySpace. Yeah. And even the most recent time, which was maybe four or five years ago, I had never heard of anything like that. And I didn't have anybody doing it. But I would not put it past Starbucks at all, or really any company like that. Because it's like the whole thing of uh, even bad press is good press. Yeah. You know, it's like you're, you're being noticed. People are talking about you, and that's all that they really want from social media. Right. Because... It, the more they're talking about you, the more that your name is out there, and then you can start attaching whatever you want to it. Right, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I totally believe that. Having, having, I totally believe that. Having people tweet out pictures of their names misspelled is a lot better than, uh, oh, I don't know, um, calling the police on black people who are just there to. Or your mascot as a person being arrested for child pornography. That's not exactly Oh, yeah. Impressed. Subway? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. 
when I go to Starbucks now, they're like, you know, I'll, I'll order my drink, and they'll say, what's your name? I'll say Connor. And they'll say, oh, how do you spell that? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just say it. Just say the name Connor. I mean, it, I'll pick up my drink when you say Connor. I don't care if it's spelled incorrectly, you know? Spelled like it sounds. Yeah. Uh, well, my number nine is actually pretty realistic. Uh, it's a little further along than the Starbucks marketing theory, but it's that the introduction of aliens and technology into entertainment and media is to get us used to what <laughs> aliens actually are. <laughs> like everything from like Close Encounters of the Third ta- third Kind, E.T., Men in Black, Signs, movies like that, uh, the movie Paul, they address it where he like shows up and he's like, why do you think you recognize my forms? Because they've been feeding it to you for years. I think there's actually a, it's a pretty solid theory if it were true because, I mean, what better way to make people not freaked out when they see an alien than to recognize its form? Yeah. I feel like it is pretty, like, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's pretty, it's, uh... Sensible? No, 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 I'm saying it's very, like, um... Ah! I'm gonna have to edit this part. It's uh, <laughs> it's just very um, like narcissistic to think that aliens would look like humans, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like all, all aliens sort of have a humanistic life, you know? Like oh, legs and arms and a head, and it's like, mm, they're well, probably, they could be just about anything, huh? Yeah, they yeah, actually, there could be like is there's probably more different types of aliens than there are types of animals on earth you know oh, very very likely yeah well maybe one day we'll know some fraction i'm solid uh pro alien i, I definitely I'm also pro alien i mean it just makes sense right the the universe is i mean we'll uh, talk about never a few ending. things where i'm not quite so pro alien later on but for the most butt part drilling pro, yeah, like butt drilling not into that um what's your number my nine? number nine is um a disney conspiracy so uh, Walt Disney, the you know the founder of Disney, his head is is it, Isn't it like cryogenically frozen? Is that how you say it? So, yeah. Um, and so preserved. Yeah, is <laughs> frozen in a in a lab or something somewhere, right? So the conspiracy is that Disney basically created the movie Frozen so that when you Google Disney Frozen. The movie comes up and it pushed <laughs> the fact that his head is frozen I've way down that, the right. I've heard that touted many times. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah, I mean it just makes too much sense. It's like, I mean they're they're a Disney huge company that can do whatever they want. About those types of things. Plus, there's people start looking into Walt Disney more, and and there's all these conspiracy theories surrounding his anti-Semitism that may pop up, especially when you. When you go into the frozen head theory, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess I guess it worked because that movie was hugely successful. Oh yeah. I mean, I've never even seen it, but I know the song "Let It Go." Right. Exact same. Yeah. And same. Elsa year. or whatever is the name of the gal. Yep. Uh, well, I'm gonna ramp up the crazy real quickly. Do it. This very practical Disney theory to the Denver airport is an underground base for a global cabal or alien government. Okay, I have the I have the same thing on my list uh, further down, and basically, but it's sort of like that. Uh, there's like a secret bunker for like the country's elite in case of a 
nuclear fallout or well, that's some a sort little of different. doomsday. That's a little different, because what I'm talking about is, so the Denver airport is huge. It's like a massive yes. area of land. There's lots of restricted areas. There's a bunch of really strange artwork and murals and, like, the construction blinds have these, like, comical things that are like, what could be behind here? Is it Gargoyle Breeding Grounds? Top secret Freemason meetings? And, uh, but the biggest thing is that they keep saying there's, like, an alien government, like, co-conspiracy. <laughs> They're working out of a base there. It's not entirely humans. But one of the weirdest things that they have at the Denver airport, I don't know if you've seen this, they have a, um... A giant 32-foot fiberglass Bronco statue that's, like, bright blue with orange glowing eyes. Yeah. And people point to it as some sort of, like, fierce fucking sculpture that is kind of like a marker for where the base is. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've been to the Denver airport a few times. I don't recall seeing that, but... <laughs> I guess, yeah, there's multiple theories about the Denver restricted areas where there possibly is aliens. Well, so that, that's what I was going to say when I was when I was talking about mine. It's like the Denver airport is, is like trolling people that believe these conspiracy yeah, theories. Well, that's a big part. They have construction zones and they'll put up signs like, um, like they're doing a $700 million renovation right now. And they'll put up signs that say like construction, question mark, or cover up, you know, yeah. and there, there's a... There's a picture of like a, a hard hat with the Illuminati nice. symbol on there, you know. Nice. So there. Illuminati eye. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a great one. Eight. That's that's higher up on on my list. My number eight is um, basically like it's called the the mattress mafia. What? Have you heard of this? So basically, the conspiracy is that like, okay, like how many. You're 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 this. a 36 year old man, mm-hmm. as am I. How many mattresses have you bought in your life? New. Several. New. Probably. Well, I've moved around a lot. Okay. So maybe like three or four. Okay. And like how like how often, you know, going forward, how often do you buy a new mattress? No more than every like five to six years. Yeah, five. Maybe even maybe even ten years. You know, you might go ten years yeah. or whatever. Like. Basically, the the conspiracy is like there are so many mattress stores that it's that they're basically money laundering fronts for, for <laughs> the mob. I have heard this. Yeah, yeah. and, and um, oh, it's totally true. You know, nobody but, buys that many fucking mattresses. Well, it is it's believable. There there's a picture online of a map of Austin, Texas, and it basically shows pins. And there's there in within Austin, Texas. There are nine, specifically Mattress Firm is the one that's kind of called out the most. Yeah. There's nine different Mattress Firm locations. And that's within, just one chain. Yes, that's just, that's one type, that's one, you know, store brand or whatever. And there's nine different locations within Austin, Texas, within what looks like a couple of mile radius or whatever. It's like, why would there be hmm. nine Mattress Firm stores in the same How many Mattress town? stores are there in addition to that in Austin? I don't even know. But I mean, I, it's believable for me. I, I, I travel for work a lot, and I stay in uh, Eugene, Oregon, frequently. And, and there's um, the hotel where I normally stay across the street. There's like a few restaurants and things like that. So I'll go across the street. And I, one day I was standing there with my boss, and he's just like, "Man, why are there so many mattress stores right here?" And I started looking around, and there was like within like a small parking lot of stores, there was like six mattress stores, Holy all shit. right next to each other. Holy shit! So yes, the the, the common Nobody goes comparison that, shopping for mattresses at six different stores. Man, I buy online. Hey, yo, Tuft and Needle, if you want to advertise, hit us up. 
Uh, buy your mattresses online. Cut out the little man. Cut out the mafia, apparently. And uh, let's go. What do you got at number seven? Okay, number seven um, is the, the Patrick Ewing 1985 draft lottery frozen envelope theory. What? So, yeah. This, oh, I'm this excited. Is, I've so never heard of this This before. was one that I kind of came across recently because obviously we were only like three years old in 1985. 1985 yeah, was the first year of the NBA's draft lottery system. So, Which um, I don't understand at all. So it, it was. It's stupid. Um, so it was actually different back then. So like, uh, apparently back then it was like um, now you know now they use like a weighted system so that the bad teams in the league have a higher probability of getting a good pick in the draft and okay. it's like a that ping pong sense. ball machine um, similar to how they do the actual lottery back I've then. Seen that. Yeah. So back then it was like there was actually just like envelopes with team names inside and someone from the league like presumably the commissioner or something like that would pick an envelope at random to see who had the number one pick, right? So, uh, the Knicks... like you could fudge it pretty easily. Yeah, so, so that's the thing. is like, uh, the New York Knicks, obviously a huge franchise, the biggest market in the country, um, were one of the teams kind of in the mix. Patrick Ewing was a huge star at Georgetown, the best player in the draft. It was, like, the league, obviously the league saw a natural fit. Like, yo, we want the best player to be on this huge market team. And so the, the theory goes that someone from the league took the Knicks envelope, stuck it in the freezer for a while, and then put it back in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> so that when the dude was reaching in to grab the thing, he just had to find the cold one and pull it out. And uh, that's, I mean, it's what happened. The Knicks that's got the amazing. number one pick. If and they did that, they picked brilliant. Ewing. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, so the easiest way to game the system. Yes, uh, probably why they don't do that anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it worked out, I guess. I mean, uh, that worked out, and that is not my only um, NBA conspiracy oh, theory. Oh, nice. Dun, 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 dun. My number seven doesn't have nearly as many cultural uh, implications. It's uh, much less, uh, like, unaffected to the general populace. Mm -hmm. uh, my number seven is reptilian government. <laughs> Man, you're going out there. <laughs> well, there's this prevailing theory that people like Barack Obama. Wait, and you said your list gets progressively weirder? Oh, yeah. We have a <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's People think that Barack Obama or like Queen Elizabeth or other people like that are actually reptilian aliens. Well, Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth is like ageless. Uh, I mean, she looks her age. Yeah, but she's looked that age for like. 20 years, it yeah, seems like. I guess you probably plateau after a while. I mean, until you get to be like 90 and everything really starts to fall apart. That's besides the point. Uh, there's many people who believe that a large number of our government uh, officials and people are actually reptilian aliens in uh, humanistic <laughs> disguises. There's all these really uh, usually borderline, if not completely racist, websites that examine the shape of Barack Obama's head and saying it looks like a reptile with a mask on. Uh, but, yeah, the, if you really want to get into some crazy shit, you look up the reptilians. and uh, There's this whole... There's various different theories about the reptilians. Like, some are, like, they came here and used us as, like, like they're farming us for energy, like organ energy or whatever. I think that's the reptilians. That might be the greys. That's a whole other thing. Uh... <laughs> But there's also ones where there's, like, multiple types of reptilians, like, 
we're being governed by the decent ones and they're trying to keep us from being killed by the bad ones. A whole bunch of confusing theories. Obviously, yeah. some sort of reptilian civil war going on. Possibly. What, uh, so, um, would you say this is more entertaining or believable for you? Oh, for me, definitely entertaining. Okay. <laughs> this is a lar- like very likely a load of bullshit. Um, but I yeah. love the idea that there are reptile-looking aliens. It's good. It's good comic book fodder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is that Nazis had UFO technology since like the 30s or 40s, and that they built an Arctic, an Antarctic base uh, where uh, Hitler was supposed to have. Not only a place to go and, like, relax, but a place that he could, like, have a very hard-to-reach base once he had taken over the majority, if not all, of the world. And that there's still UFO technology there, and that even as recent as John Kerry's visit to Antarctica in the last couple years, that he was uh, going there for... uh, a thinly veiled as uh, like some sort of international meeting, but he was actually going to look at the UFO technology. <laughs> Where do you find this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Biblioteca of the eighties is definitely a place to look. Um, That's where my the hole gets deeper. <laughs> All right. Well, my number six is that um, Snapchat. Is, is basically using its filters and facial recognition technology as a, a database to sell to the government one day. They're basically, like, like you know, you, everyone just snaps all these selfies, all these photos. They don't think anything of it. They think it disappears, but it's really going somewhere. Oh, that's got to be real. Facial, facial recognition technology and all that just stockpiling at the NSA and the government. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I've actually heard... And I, I mean, I actually, I think this is, like, true. I've heard that, that Disneyland actually has better facial recognition technology than the military. What? Yeah. Um, like, like when you walk through Disneyland, there's so many cameras on you and stuff that they've been able to develop fa- facial recognition. Shit, that's crazy. And, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that's just... I mean, um, we probably all already sold our entire fucking features and, and personality and, and history to the government and Oh yeah, no no one's reading those terms and conditions. You records, just yeah, every time you download an app, you're just like, yes, accept, accept, let's go. Uh, yeah. I want to see what I look like as a panda. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my number five has even deeper implications than the government keeping tabs on everything we look like and do. Uh, it's the hollow moon theory. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Uh, this is a theory that the the moon. Earth's moon is not actually a moon. It is a pseudo Death Star esque <laughs> uh, base that looks like a moon and is actually hollowed out, inhabited by either our government or more likely ancient aliens. Oh, okay. As their like satellite base where they control the planet. From. So this has like like a lot of implications. Like the moon landing must have been fake, right? Well, not necessarily. Uh, it may be that. We uh, did not know that the moon was hollow and then started discovering it once we went to the moon. There are varying (laughs) theories on exactly when humans were aware of the hollow moon. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Number five for you? Uh, My number five is is that uh, the CIA or other government agencies engineered 
the, the crack cocaine epidemic of the 80s to enhance the war on drugs, control... Well, that's just truth. Yeah, I, it is truth, but it's like... But it's, I guess, still kind of in the conspiracy realm because it... I mean, well, the information isn't really out there. It hasn't really... I don't know how much you researched that, but I had heard something recently about that where, uh, it, like, one of the possible theories is that uh, they were, in fact, doing that in some form uh, to create revenue for their government programs or whatever, yeah. and then it actually got out of hand and they lost control of it, which is why it got so bad everywhere. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, this, I mean, um, this is one of my definitely more believable ones. You know, it's... Uh, um, it's going to be more believable than uh, three out of four of the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like... The, the messed up part of it is there's a guy named Gary Webb. Um, he was a journalist in California who was reporting on these theories. And he wound up committing suicide. He got suicided by the government? By shooting himself in the head twice. Now, the... You mean Chew like... on that! <laughs> I'm chewing over here and I'm having trouble swallowing. Because uh, uh, it's not the truth. There's no way. Yeah. Shot himself to, like he... Shot once and like missed everything, like shot a hole through nothing. I don't know. I have. I mean, I haven't like read the coroner's report or seen photos or anything like that. But this is a guy who was trying to like put some light on the situation. And all of a sudden, he's dead, and there's two bullets in his head. Oh my god! And they called it a suicide. So that sounds fishy as hell. Yeah, that is. Uh, that makes you makes you kind of think think uh, twice. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, think twice again and give me your number four. My, well, my number four is the Denver International Airport. Oh. Um, serving as a, a secret doomsday bunker for the nation's elite. Okay, so it's... But you're talking about less of a base of operations and experiments and alien... Right, more, more of more just of like, like... Once the nuclear war starts, that's where all the important all people are All the important people to are going to be underground in, in Denver. Uh, because the the... Denver International Airport has as much land as Manhattan. And there's been uh, apparently a couple times when Barack Obama left uh, <coughs> Washington, D.C. and was seen in Denver, like, the same day. Like, when, when like, things were happening or whatever. So, who knows? I mean, you know, I actually haven't been through Denver uh, recently, but I'm going to definitely try and walk around a little bit the next time I yeah, go. Yeah, you got to explore next time you go to it. I usually well, just eat shitty Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number four is uh, a little crazier than that. Uh, but I think probably, now that I think about it, one of the more believable of my top five, which is that Hitler survived the war and went to South America. Argentina specifically is usually mm. a spot yeah. that comes up, or Colombia. There's some really great documentaries, uh, like Grey Wolf, Hitler's Escape to Argentina, um... There's one show called Hunting Hitler, but this guy, Abel Basti, from an Argentine man, says that they stole his research and, and his clues. He claims to have access to uh, like CIA documents that they had seen or found Hitler in South America after the war. And a lot of this stems from the fact that the Russians got to Berlin first, and they were the ones who recovered the remains that were there, because it... it you know, the story goes that uh, Hitler and Ava Braun, like, bit down on cyanide capsules and shot themselves in the head. Yeah. And then ordered, they were, they had orders in place to have their bodies burned. 
but people questioned not only from like the people that collected the remains but like people that were witnesses at the bunker uh at that time and even like agents in russia at well after especially going into the cold war had all these conflicting reports of like it may have been like two bodies of random other people and hitler just escaped um uh, but there's several different documentaries that go over, and there's one in particular that I could not find the name of that I watched on Netflix a long time ago. I'm pretty sure it's either an Argentine or Italian guy retraces the steps from the bunker going all the way into South America and, like, interviews people who said they saw Hitler uh, years after the war and, like... Is he called Hitler of the Andes? That might be it. Or uh, El Escape de Hitler? Possibly this, yeah. Uh, so that I think that one is the, uh, or that might be different from the uh, Noam Shalev and Pablo Weschler documentary Hitler to Argentina, but that might be the same thing. I don't know. I couldn't figure out exactly which one it was, but there's a great documentary where the guy gives all this evidence, and there's numerous. That I think that is the one Hitler okay. in the Andes. Hitler in the there's Andes. numerous yeah. other very famous higher up Nazi uh, officials who did get found in Argentina and Uruguay and places in, uh, in South America. Uh, so there's, there's a, a good, uh, possibility it's true, but there is a book called the death of Hitler. Uh, these people, Jean-Christophe Bessard and Lena Parshina wrote a book that came out this year, I think that says in 2017, somebody examined the dental, records against the remains that they found and it matched Hitler's 1945 uh, dental records. Yeah. So it's, you know, probably not true, but even the Russian government tried to tell everybody that Hitler was still alive, especially during the Cold War and the years following World War II, uh, whether it was true or just to fuck with the Americans. So there's still a lot of mystique surrounding it. Why wouldn't you just go to or, uh, Antarctica? Hang out. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You got your UFOs. You could probably even fucking fly away somewhere. <laughs> Maybe he up. was in the mood. He's Hitler. He was crazy at that time. Hopped up on amphetamines and losing the war. He couldn't have been of sound mind. Mm. Okay, my number three is... Um, <clears throat> actually, to be honest with you, I haven't like read about this one anywhere. This is just kind of like... Uh, in my own head, I guess. But, um... Well, oh, so you came up with it. Well, so, I mean, so... This I, is I, organic. No, 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 I'm not claiming that I'm the only one to have this, because it's got, you know, other people probably have this idea. But there's all these, these, these genetics companies now where, you know, Ancestry or 23andMe, Living DNA, MyHeritage... Family Tree, those are some of the companies. Have you, have uh, you if done? you want to advertise, by the way, we're yes, totally cool we're open. That. We're open to offers. Um, call our people. <laughs> uh, have you done these? Have you? Have you? I did Twenty Three and Me. Yeah. Oh, you did. And my brother did Twenty Three and Me and the uh, Ancestry one. Wouldn't you guys have the same shit? Well, yeah, but he, he, you know, like they give you an exact. Well, you don't have the exact same DNA makeup. Like, for instance, I think I have like. Something along the lines of eight or nine percent Scandinavian. My brother, who's eight years younger than me, has like fifteen or eighteen percent. Like the balance is different because you get a little bit of different genetics from your parents. You're not completely identical. You get more traits from certain areas. I don't think that's how it works. Yes, that is how it works. 
That's debatable. No, it's not debatable. It's science. It's fucking DNA. Yeah, but your DNA is based on your parents, and you guys have the same yeah. parents. Yeah, we have the same parents, but that doesn't mean we get equal parts of each parent. But you get my meaning? No, because it's based on like it's based on their history. So it's like yeah, but like, how, how are you going to be like seven okay. percent more Scandinavian than your brother? No, he's more than me. Yeah, well, whatever. It doesn't because he got more of my mom's DNA than my dad's. Uh... You get what I'm saying? Like, let's say your mom's got. 20% Scandinavian, your dad's got 20% Irish. You're not going to get necessarily equal amounts of both. You could get 10% of one, 7 of the other. You could get 12% of one, 15 of the other. You know, like, it, it totally depends on how much of each of their DNA you get. So, you're going to have all the same stuff. Like, we all have Scandinavian. We right. We all have Eastern European and Croatian. Uh, we all have Irish and English. But we have them in varying degrees. Okay. Because of how much DNA you get from each parent. All right. Well, then I feel ripped off because my parents, <laughs> my parents both did it and then basically just said to me and Megan, here's yours. We just combined ours and here's yours. <laughs> so I haven't actually done it. But what I'm saying is... Well, and when you... But the crazy thing is when you get down to the really small percentages, like, um, there's like less than 1% of Native American in my family's gene pool. Oh. And it only comes from my dad's side, as far as we can tell. And I had some of it, but it didn't show up on any of my brothers. Oh. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Probably means there's rape in your family lineage. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, but uh, that's, a, that's a whole other thing, Yeah. That's a whole different Not to podcast. be a downer about your... Uh, Degenerate family, but um, but basically, so you're you're sending these companies like a vial of your spit, okay, and they're telling you your ancestry or whatever. Yeah. But what are they doing with all that spit? You know, I, mean, I think maybe they're creating some sort of DNA bank for future cloning or genetic engineering. That's very very likely. Yeah. Right. I mean. Um, I mean, if you could create worker bees, like. And the public is funding it because it's they really just want... Gonna, it's going to be the Matrix before we know it. The public is paying for this because they want the satisfaction of knowing their, their 25% oh, of their genetics gen come from genius. Europe West. <laughs> you know? Well, so. like, yeah. I've had, I've had plenty of people who are like, I wonder how different it could be in there. All North... Western European. Yeah, oh, you're a you're a all kinds European of mutt is what yeah. you are. Um, distinction. So yeah, that's that's something creepy to think about in the future. Kind of a, a black mirror kind of episode. Well, my number three is nowhere near as creepy, uh, and this might be the most believable theory that you may have some interest in. Have you ever heard of the Pixar theory? No. So if you go to PixarTheory.com, you can have the whole thing explained to you. But it's a gr excellently connected, uh, cohesive, batshit crazy theory that all the Pixar movies exist in the same universe. Oh! Beginning with Brave, ending with Monsters, Inc., and it comes full circle at that point. That's and awesome. And it involves, from what I can suss out, it's like, it kind of diagrams the downfall of humanity and the sentience of other beings, including the toys and the cars and... Animals and various things. It's a pretty entertaining theory. I like it. Yeah, I'll definitely read up on that. I, I heard something on the radio the or, uh, on a podcast actually the other day um, <clears throat> that uh, like Super Mario is they're basically like <laughs> like they're theater characters 
and it's not really like a, a Super Mario world. It's like everything they do is like they're acting. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's what allows like Bart. Like Bowser and Mario to hang out and play go karts together, or do like Mario Party together. Like so, like each game is a different play they're acting in. Yes. Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah, that's not that's not on my list. That's just that's a, a sidebar. Good, that's yeah. a pretty good theory, though. Um, what's your number two? My number two is the theory that the Jean Benet Ramsey murder is a cover up for the fact that she became Carrie, Katy Perry. What? <laughs> uh, it's probably completely bullshit and untrue, but probably there's, there's a theory out there that she uh, <laughs> en- ended up becoming Katy Perry. Wow! I, I don't have a lot of uh, facts to support my argument. It's just one that I find very entertaining and ridiculous. And yeah, that, there, in researching this, I found one that is um, similarly ridiculous. And did you come across this that, that Avril Lavigne died and she was oh, replaced yeah, with a clone? I saw this stuff, yeah. Yeah. So there's another like Paul McCartney, well, same thing. I probably and this was neck and neck with another Jean Benet theory, which is that uh, she was killed in retaliation against her father for not being involved with some government stuff that ties into nine eleven. It's a conspiracy theory that they covered really well in last podcast on the left, not to shout out them too many times in our own podcast, but it is a very highly involved theory that basically he was high up in the government and so pissed off somebody, and that was like a, you know... Aren't they from Colorado? Yeah, they're... they're Maybe she just lives at, at the Denver airport now. <laughs> <laughs> but they live close to where your family is from. In Denver? Colorado Springs or something like that? No, I was born in Boulder. Denver. Uh, family in Boulder. They're yeah. somewhere around. One of those yeah, fucking same state. Colorado towns. Who cares? Who cares? Um, so my number two is, um, and you're going to remember this because this was like <coughs> prime time when we were kids. Michael Jordan playing baseball. Right? What's the conspiracy with that? Okay, so Michael Jordan, 31 years old, and all of a sudden he just says, you know, I'm going to give up this basketball thing where I'm like the biggest star on the planet. I'm going to go ride the bus and suck in the minor leagues. Yeah, that sounds fun, right? So it doesn't sound fun. No, exactly. So <laughs> to put it in perspective, that'd be like LeBron James quitting basketball two years ago and doing something else. Like LeBron's thirty-three right now, and he's he decided like a like mega four-year deal with the Lakers. So or something. Yeah, yeah, right. So like, um, so the conspiracy is that uh, I mean, the Bulls had just won their third championship in a row. Yeah. Jordan was. I mean, in in the absolute peak of one of the best athletic careers ever, and he just all of a sudden quits. Like it just it just didn't add up. The conspiracy. It's part. not inspired by his complete sociopathic tendencies and uh, the fact that he's a narcissistic sociopath that just wants to dominate everything. Right. I mean, this, you're talking about one of the most competitive guys in the world, so it just didn't make sense. Like, but the conspiracy is that I mean, Jordan was and is known as like a huge gambler. Right, so he was seen in oh, in Atlantic really? City, even during the '93 Finals, gambling, known to have like I mean, there's stories that he like he would lose a million dollars on the golf course, like gambling, <laughs> gambling, dude. Like, so the theory is I've that I've lost more than fifteen dollars on the golf course. <laughs> I've lost like a lot of golf balls on the golf course. <laughs> um, the theory is that like the league 
had to suspend him for gambling reasons. Didn't want to because it would basically kill their league to suspend oh, the most famous player. That's an amazing. So that they they basically theory. made him like take a year off without actually punishing him publicly. And get this, the the owner of like he went and played for the White Sox in the minor leagues. Um, his manager in the minor leagues was actually Terry Francona, who's the manager of the Indians now, which is pretty sweet. But um, the White Sox and the Bulls are owned by the same guy, Jerry Reinsdorf. No shit. Owns both teams. So it's like he just moved this guy onto from Well, and you think of Bulls it like how much attraction does that give to the White Sox? And, you know, the optics are great for baseball because it's like, oh, look at this little sideshow going on. Oh, definitely. Now all of a sudden you have all this attention on baseball and you're capitalizing on Jordan yes. in a whole different sport. Of course, it makes like, total sense. Yeah, but yeah, so it makes sense from that aspect. This doesn't make sense of like, hey, the best basketball player in the world wants to all of a sudden quit and try something that he hasn't done <laughs> since high school. The narrative was constructed. I mean, he at the time, I guess, you know, he said that he lost passion for the game. Um, his father had recently been murdered. He so lost was, money on the game, sounds like. <laughs> maybe, yeah. But, I mean, so there was a lot of other stuff going on in his life at the time. But sure, it, sure. Like I said, he was just one of the most competitive people of all time. It just didn't, it didn't so, add up then, and it doesn't add up now. Sounds like the jury is out on which explanation is true. Yeah. Pretty fascinating, though. I mean, what, what that is fascinating. Story. I never have heard that before. That's awesome. Yeah, it's an awesome conspiracy theory. I think you should go first on number one because hmm. mine is really stupid. Okay, well, my number one. You've heard me talk about this before. I I legit believe this. Okay, Kurt Cobain was murdered. Ah, uh, yes. I'm a, okay. I am also a believer. So Kurt Cobain, uh, you know, the singer of Nirvana. <coughs> most people think he committed suicide. That's obviously the the. That's the accepted narrative the accepted, that the yes. media is telling you. But there's a lot of sketchiness surrounding the whole situation. I'm going to run through some of it here. Um, and if people want to dive into this a little deeper or kind of learn more about it, there's a documentary called Soaked in Bleach that's phenomenal. Um, oh, yeah. it, it goes over a lot of these points. But basically, um, at the time, Kurt and his wife Courtney Love, their relationship was, was rocky at the time. Um, there was a lot of talk of divorce. It was like a reality show before there was reality shows, as far as MTV News and shit like yeah, that went. Yeah, yeah. It was like a you get a little snippets. Story. Like, yeah, yeah. So a lot, a lot of a lot of turmoil in the marriage at the time, and there was a prenuptial agreement. So if a divorce happened, Courtney Love was set to lose a lot of money. Okay, and she was also pissed because Kurt turned down the opportunity for Nirvana to play Lollapalooza. Oh, yeah. It would have, she was I guess, making money off all this shit. Yeah, no doubt. It would have it brought in, I guess, like $8 million or something crazy like that. Um, and, you know, she, she was in it for the money. But um, another factor is that the... the well, have you heard the whole thing about how, like, before they got married, she uh, before they were together, she basically, like, had this thing in her head, and maybe somebody had even told her uh, that... She was gonna get with somebody who was gonna also be really famous, and like that was her motivation into getting together with Kurt Cobain. It's a oh, yeah. somebody who she could either go to the top with or ride the coattails. She, I it's mean, totally selfish. Everything I've heard about her, she just seems like a terrible garbage yeah. person. We're not trying to spark a lawsuit or libel suit or anything, but we're not fans of of Courtney Love, and she yeah. hasn't really given me personally a whole lot of reason to think otherwise. So right. continue. Right. So even as a um, uh, an established you know user of opiates, the, the amount of heroin in Cobain's system would have made it impossible for him to function enough. I've to, heard you a know, lot about that. Yeah. To 
times you know, use a gun and things like that. Too high for him to actually shoot himself. Yeah, yeah. So it was. It, it's believed that he was shot and then injected afterwards, right? So also the length of the gun is also in question. It was a long. Uh, shotgun, I believe, and a long barrel, really shotgun. long barrel, and and he was a short guy, five foot seven. So even with, um, and this is this is kind of seven? graphic and disturbing, but even if the gun was like in the back of his throat, um, his arms like weren't long enough to reach the trigger. He would have had to pull the trigger with his foot, and he he had, you know, you've seen the photos. He had like Converse, I believe, shoes on. Oh yeah, at the time, trademark for um, at the time. The Chuck, so, Chuck Taylors or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. So there, there's definitely some questions there. The other thing is, like, like the way that, um, you know, uh, police scenes get ruled, like, homicide or suicide is, like, the first cop to show up to the scene, right? So the first cop to show up to the scene actually happens to be a friend of Courtney Love's, and yeah. um, he, he checked the box on the police report, like, suicide right away, and that's kind of like... investigation? That, yeah, that's kind of, like, just what, what goes, you know? Like, it's hard to, like, get that switched, but, like... He retired shortly after. He's been kind of like MIA, doesn't answer a lot of media questions. Where is he? He needs to answer some questions here. Yeah. So, um... That whole album, though. There's just, uh... That first one. No, fuck hole, dude. That shit sucks. (laughs) Well, it's not going to show up on our top ten favorite albums list, is it? Um, yeah, so there's just a lot of questions about the situation, like... Well, and the motivations are really easy to see there if you choose to believe what we are proposing is the truth that Kurt, Courtney Love conspired to have Kurt Cobain murdered so right. she could get all the money. No doubt. There's also questions about, like, the... the she has um, all the royalties from and the publishing rates from the songs, right? Th- yeah, yeah. Most of them. And there, there's questions about, like, the um, legitimacy of the, the suicide note that was found. Mm-hmm. Like, people think it was, like, uh, just a note that he wrote to, like, a childhood imaginary best friend. And, like, there was stuff added to it. There's been, like, forensic, like, you know, handwriting experts looking at it and stuff like that. Like, there's just, there's so much surrounding the situation that is questionable that, it, I mean, it just had, it definitely had me double thinking what I, what I thought of what happened, you know? Hopefully one day somebody will uncover the truth, yes. and we will all be able to say Courtney Love did it. Yes, exactly. Definitively. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's there's also a uh, there there's there's websites. There's like a Kurt and Courtney documentary that was on Netflix a little while ago. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's called Soaked in Bleach. Is that the Soaked in Bleach yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find. There's another. There's another. There's a website. Uh. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot of information out there. Look it up. Do your research. Find the truth. It's out there. (laughs) Uh, Especially when it comes to my number one, which the title of this one pretty much explains everything you need to know about it. Uh, My number one favorite conspiracy theory is that when uh, the reason for starting the Gulf Wars was to stop Saddam Hussein from opening and using a Stargate to let in an alien invasion. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, you think about it, there's this whole thing about weapons of mass destruction, and that's our reasoning, especially for going into the Second World War, or Second uh, Gulf War, and no pictures ever showed up, because there were none, because it was just a Stargate, and they didn't want to freak everybody out by showing them a Stargate that potentially led to an alien uh, takeover and uh, annihilation. All right. Yeah. 
And now he's dead and we've closed the Stargate. <laughs> well, well we got that Space Force going now, so that Oh, help. good heavens. <laughs> Fucking Space Force, are you kidding me? How about we figure out how to feed and clothe and use the natural energy out there instead of fucking Star Wars fantasy playing out in some dipshit's head. Well, our president does sort of resemble Jabba the Hutt. Does he ever. <clears throat> so He speaks like Jabba the Hutt, too. <coughs> anyway. And he has women chained up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're getting closer and closer to a dystopian Return of the Jedi slash uh, Handmaid's Tale reality. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> wild, folks. Uh, awesome. Well, that rounds out my list. Anything? Anything? Any other conspiracy theories that didn't quite make the cut? That you wanna? Oh, there's a few here and there, but really, get into Bibliotheca Pleiades and Coast to Coast. Uh, if you really want to get crazy, if you want to be insufferable or be unable to talk to other people in nor- normal conversation, you get real <laughs> deep into those. Uh, Tell the story. Tell the story real quick about kind of putting this list together at, the other day. Oh well, <laughs> uh, this this is another important thing for all you people out there listening. Should there be any listeners, that when you're researching your uh, conspiracy theories, be mindful of the people around you. Because if you're sitting in a coffee shop like I was and researching Nazi theories on your computer and giggling at <laughs> people might get the wrong impression if they just see you laughing and enjoying all sorts of Nazi imagery and Hitler pictures. <laughs> it's not healthy. Yeah. It's easy to get the wrong idea. You're just searching for the truth. Let everyone know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, all right. That's that's all we have for this episode. Thanks for listening. Please and we'll, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, all that garbage. Uh, we'll see you next time. Later. You can subscribe to the We Rank Things podcast on iTunes, so go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. You and all your friends can also find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can find more info about us on our podcast at WeRankThings.com, and you can let us know what you think about our rankings at WeRankThings on Twitter or at WeRankThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the We Rank Things podcast.